have I got a short story for you. Greed and hubris got the better of this man by getting him into business with the Bolivian government. He was warned that they were savages. And that business trip led to a plane crash, being tortured, and a face-to-face meeting with General Noriega. But first, this part of the Getting to Know You pod is brought to you by andrepsyche.com. If you're anything like me and miss going out to shop for original gifts and gear created by local artists, then click on over to andrepsyche.com. This man has got a plethora of potential purchases for you. I went, personally, with his poetry book, Space Between the Crescent Shadows, because I like poetry, and the title was catchy as hell. (laughs) He has another book, though. It's also, I'm sorry, he has another book. It's called The Expedition of the Psyche. Why am I sorry? It's just an ad, right? Like, if you fuck it up, get over it. Keep rolling, man. This book is where he gets into his thoughts and explains them, expands, expounds upon them while he was creating some of his psychedelic trippy art. This man is a total freelance creator that can even produce a fully original song for you. Clothing, art, accessories, prints. Go to the site, andrepsyche.com, and peruse like you used to. Support a local artist and get some really cool stuff, but before you purchase message him he will send you a promotional code yes that is how loving this man is go to andrepsyche.com for some really cool original things we are also brought to you by the getting to know you pod please friend follow the pod we're on twitter facebook instagram it's all one word getting to know you pod also subscribe and rate the pod on the platform you pushed play on finally If you would like to support the production of this podcast, go to patreon.com, search, again, it's all one word, getting to know you pod, and you can make a donation there. We'd appreciate the support. And now, getting to know part of you. Hello. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to know. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you. Putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. And I tell people, you know, my life has been a three cataclysmic moment. You know, at the age of 10, leaving the United States. I mean, leaving Cuba and saying there is no God. God is who I'm going to make him out to be. Then at the age of 20, my world changes, and I remember going to a party, and I see this judge who used to give people tons of time for doing drugs, snorting cocaine. And I'm like, well, there is no God, and there is no morals. So ended, I ended up uh, laundering. At that time, I was like, it was like about, we started by like $25 million a month uh, in the 19, you know, 1976. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing led to the other, and they kept asking me if I would handle all operations in the United States for them, because they knew I needed drugs, they knew I was a businessman, and uh, and I was clean-cut and honest. And uh, before you know it, I mean, I depict the whole story in my book, Coming Clean, but before you know it, I was U.S. head of all operations by the time I turned 21 for a group that became known as the Medellin Drug Cartel. And at the age of 21, I was making between a million, two, three million dollars a month. And I had everything in the world. I had the most beautiful cars, mansions all over the place, dated the most beautiful 
that was miserable. And I couldn't understand why. <clears throat> so all of a sudden I get a, one of my uh, associates says, hey, the government of Bolivia wants to work out a deal with you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what's the deal? And they say, well, for every kilo you buy, they'll give you one on credit. And at the same time, they'll sell it to you for 10 versus 18 to 19 that you're paying for in Colombia. So I, I went and told my godfather, who was the founder of this group that became the, the cartel, and he didn't want nothing to do with it. He's like, no, you're making more money you ever dreamed of. Uh, we don't need to do that. We don't need to go there. Some of those people are savages. And I'm like, look, Manuel, nothing's going to happen to me, man. Because I felt invincible at this time. Yeah. It's really um, unbelievable how my life escalated. Here I went at the age of, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19. I was the American dream. 21, 22, 23, I became America's nightmare. And it was crossing one line, lines that I had defined I would never cross, you know? And uh, so I ended up going to Bolivia. I worked out the deal with them. Uh, a short of the story is uh, I ended up coming on an airplane uh, with the cocaine to Colombia on the first load because I had a meeting with the General Somoza in Nicaragua and I couldn't get there in time. So I said, oh, i just get on the airplane because nothing's going to happen to me. And we got to Colombia. My godfather had a heart attack when he saw me in that airplane. And I'm like, again, Manuel, don't worry. Again, nothing. Nothing can happen to me. Well, leaving Colombia to Nicaragua, we crashed over the jungles uh, of Panama. And, uh, and I was arrested. Uh, when they found out who I was, DEA came and I was arrested and, and uh, posted in front of uh, all of that cocaine. And uh, two days later, the attorney general came and I looked at him. And I'm like, don't waste my time or your time. Just tell me how much money to buy the cocaine and how much money to get out of here. And he's like, cocaine, Noriega already sold it. $250,000 for you to leave. Me and the two pilots and my uh, the, uh, the guy that was in charge of all the transportation for me. And I'm like, I gave him a number. I said, use this code and you have the money here the next day. And he did. He come back to me three days later, and he says, I got all set up. I'm sending you to uh, the city of Panama. They're going to rough you up a little bit because you need to make it look good in front of the DEA. But it's all set. I'm not fighting any charges, and you're going to be deported to Costa Rica. So I'm like, perfect. So we went. I made the mistake of telling the pilots that, that I just worked out a deal with the attorney general. And uh, so... When we got to the city of Panama, they took us in this room. I guess it was about like a conference room, 14 feet wide, uh, maybe 10 uh, long and 10 feet wide. And uh, nothing, there was no tables, nothing. The only thing they had was four chairs up against the wall. So we sat there and all of a sudden a door comes and they bring in this Panamanian kid, maybe 100 pounds soaking wet. Could have been older, 22, 23, handcuffed to his feet, butt naked uh, to his hands. They put him in the floor, and they stuck a broomstick up his rectum. And uh, <laughs> when they did that, he uh, blood just splattered all over the place. And uh, they looked at us, and they're like, we just caught him with five pounds of marijuana. And here we had 100, I don't know, 20, 50 kilos of cocaine. So... The pilot immediately broke 
And the worst part was they didn't only tell the DA and the uh, the people questioning us that I was the biggest drug dealer in the U.S., but they just told them that I bribed the attorney general. And when they did that, they took me, the pilots went to the United States, and me and Harold, my co-defendant, they threw us in a dungeon, and for 30, 20 some odd days, they tortured us day and night to the point that I bled for five years every time I went to, to the bathroom to piss after that. And, uh, you know, I just didn't care. Uh, it was just, they would come day, they would come in the morning and they would stop beating us whenever we passed out. They put a cattle prod to our testicles. You jump so high. But I was convinced at that time that, because I had this vision with my son, and my son, when I got arrested, he's only six months old. But in my vision, he was like 10, and he's coming, and he's crying, and he's like that. I said, why are you crying? So I said, because my friend said my father is not a man. And at that moment, I said, I'll die in this damn place, but I'm never going to let anyone insult my children that their father is not a man of honor. And uh, eventually, when my biggest fear, and the only fear that I have was I saw this guy across the cell from us, he was licking the bars. Now we had no bathroom, no toilet, no nothing, no food, anything. And uh, I'm like, we gotta do something. I gotta get these people to kill me because what I don't want to do ever in my life is lose my mind. So they, I told the guard one time, I threatened, I said, tell Noriega that if you don't get us out of here, we're gonna, I'm gonna get out one day. And when I get out, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill all his family right in front of him. And uh, sooner, sooner, before you know it, two days later, he came. And I thought he was going to come and just beat, beat us again. But funny enough, he came laughing. And he's like, you know, why are you threatening me? I'm not the one that told on you. You should threaten your guys. And then he said, by the way, you paid the wrong guy. So I'm like, all right, here goes my theory. You can do anything in Latin America. Buy your way out of anything. So I'm like, okay, how much to leave? How much, uh, you know, money for me to leave here? And he's like, uh, well, it's going to be... $250,000. I'm like, is that the going price in Panama for one, two, three, four people? <laughs> he's like, so I'm like, I give him, he'll go through the same routine, you know? Oh, shit. I said, I, I said, here's the number. Three days later, he came in to release us and uh, they took us to the airport. And at the airport, we're waiting for a flight to Costa Rica and they ended up. Uh, Interpol came and grabbed us like a sack of potatoes through in an airplane going to Miami. And uh, when we got to Miami, I was charged with heading the largest drug conspiracy in the history of America. I was uh, given a $5 million bond, and I had just turned 23 years old. And I've now become an expert on the subject I like most. Getting to know you. Thanks to George for sharing this part of his story where I really loved how he said it. He went from being America's dream to America's nightmare. Also, thanks to AndrePsyche.com for sponsoring the Getting to Know You pod. Check out his website for trippy merch that's worth checking out. That wasn't repetition. It was um, purposeful and basically like as in add to your cart and then actually check it out. As in pay. Please don't steal it. Pay for it. Follow, friend, subscribe, rate the Getting to Know You pod wherever you can. And if the spirit so moves you, go to patreon.com, search Getting to Know You pod, all one word. 
help to financially support the pod. It's appreciated. Bye con Dios, hermanos.